Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. It's time for the Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week. Powered by Pavlov Media. Sign up today for Light Up Your Life Fiber Internet at pavlovmedia.com. Our broadcast is also brought to you by Prospect Bank. The game can also be heard live on our website, whms.com, or through the News Gazette app. And now let's go to the field for tonight's game. for a better night for football or a better matchup as we welcome you to Tommy Stewart Field in Champaign, Illinois. The News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 proud to present our game of the week and the fourth week of the season gives us perhaps the best rivalry in our coverage area. Champaign Central and Centennial ready to go at it. Bragging rights on the line. Centennial Chargers entering this one firmly ranked inside the most recent AP poll when you look at the IHSA's 6A class. Champaign Central 1 and 2 looking to build some momentum for the back half of the season. Going to be a great night for football. Glad you're along for the ride. I'm Joey Wright. Lacante Nix alongside me. Lacante knows more about this rivalry than most in central Illinois. Lacante, of course, uh, 1997 Champaign Central graduate, played football, played a couple different sports while he was a Maroon, coached at Champaign Central for a long time. And Lacante, I'll, I'll leave it for you there. How do you see this one playing out tonight? I think it's going to be a good game. I'm glad to be here tonight. I think it's going to be tough. This rivalry, this game is always, always close. You know, I mean, the records don't matter. You throw those out the door. So it's going to be a great matchup and a great game. Of course, we'll see the best team win. So here we go. I'm a Maroon at heart, but Kyle, I'm a good friend of Kyle Jackson. He does a great job, so I'm looking forward to a great game. Two very high-class programs. You alluded to Centennial head coach Kyle Jackson there, what he's done with the Chargers in years past. Uh, pretty spectacular. When he took over their first season, the Chargers went 0-9. They've steadily built from that 2019 campaign and have established themselves as one of the contenders in the IHSA's 6A class. They're 3-0 entering play tonight, ranked eighth in the most recent AP poll. When you look at Champaign Central, they're one and two. That comes with a, a little bit of a caveat, Lacante. They started with Normal West and Normal Community, two of the top teams in the Big 12 Conference. Bounced back in a big way last week, a 55-14 win over Lanfear. Maroons playing spoiler tonight, coming in as the underdog, but don't count them out. They've got a good chance. Oh, definitely got a good chance. Yeah, don't count them out. Normal Community and Normal West are great powerhouse programs. And so, yeah, never count not, never count out the wing T offense, so I'm looking forward to seeing that, and they made some changes, so here we go. You never can count the, count the Maroons out. Centennial's three wins, by the way, would be remiss if we didn't mention against Urbana, against Manuel, and against Richwoods, the latter two in the three games they've played so far this season coming on the road. They went to Peoria and knocked off the Rams and Knights. It's a beautiful night for football in Champaign. Twelve and a half minutes on the scoreboard at Tommy Stewart Field as both teams finish their warm-ups. 
I said at the top of the program, you could not ask for a better weather forecast tonight. Temperature will dip into the 60s by the time it's all said and done. A couple of clouds in the sky, but not many. And the sun is setting just directly across from us as we are on the press box, the home side of Tommy Stewart Field. Chargers bench right in front of us, Maroons across the way. And LeConte fans still making their way in. Definitely. Looks a, a little bit empty right now, but give it 12 minutes. It'll be anything but. It'll be a fantastic, uh, bordering, I would say, a sellout crowd tonight. It'll, it'll be full. The Bleacher Bounds will be rocking. I'm sure the Chargers fan, fan, fan club will be going rocking, so it's going to be a nice, nice night for some good ball. Going to be a great night for football. Glad you're with us on Light Rock 97.5. Now 11 and a half minutes on the scoreboard as we count you down to kickoff. The battle for Champaign, pitting Champaign Central against Centennial. We'll sneak in the first of two breaks we have in our pregame show and come back to take you inside the matchup itself. Chargers and Maroons getting ready to go at it on Tommy Stewart Field. Don't go anywhere. Kickoff fast approaching. At Prospect Bank, we have a powerful way to manage your debit cards anytime, anywhere. Select cards within your e-mobile app to turn your card on or off, put lost or stolen cards on lockdown, add your card to the digital wallet, set alerts, add travel plans, and so much more. Visit bankprospect.com forward slash manage cards to learn more about the power in the palm of your hand. We are Prospect Bank, the bank that brings you more opportunities. Member FDIC. No, 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 no. At Pavlov Media, we love to say no. No lags, no hidden fees, no data caps, no contracts, no installation fees. Light up your life with Pavlov Media's fiber optic internet so you can say no to inadequate internet. Pavlov Media Fiber Internet, now available in Farmer City, Muhammad, Monticello, Savoy, and many others. Visit pavlovmedia.com backslash getfiber. That's P-A-V-L-O-V-M-E-D-I-A dot com slash G-E-T-F-I-B-E-R. Welcome back to Tommy Stewart Field in Champaign, Illinois. It's the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week presented by Pavlov Media and Prospect Bank. I'm Joey Wright. Our guest analyst this week, LeConte Nix, 1997 Champaign Central graduate, longtime coach in Central Illinois, specifically at his alma mater, Champaign Central. Most recently was the boys' basketball coach for the Maroons. But LeConte... You coached a little bit of everything at Central, not only boys basketball, baseball, and certainly football included yeah, in that as well. Yeah, I coached football for 16, 17 years, I think. Yeah, 17 years to be exact, and it was great. You know, we had some state playoff runs, made a lot of friends, and coached a lot of great kids. You were uh, on the staff for the 2015 team that made a run to what the state semifinal, right? State semifinals, yeah, it was a great team. Jake Beasley, Walker Stillman, you know, Marshall Thompson, we had a lot of great players on that team. Brad D, so it was, it was very fun. It's a great ride. Nate Allball did a great job, and our coaching staff was awesome, so it was great. I remember being at that semifinal oh. game. Absolutely frigid conditions oh, at Tommy cold. Stewart Field. It was a cold one that night. If you remember the night before, it, it was beautiful out. It was a nice night, and uh -huh. the snow came out of nowhere. It was uh, That was something, certainly. But the Maroons have had a lot of success under your uh, your, your tenure here, and, and so you're maybe more qualified uh, than anyone, or than most, I should say, to take us inside the ins and outs of a, a Champaign Central game plan. Let's start with Tim Turner's Maroons, one and two on the season. What do they have to do to come into Tommy Stewart Field as the visiting team tonight? That's with a little bit of an asterisk because both teams share this field as their home field. But what do they have to do to come in and knock off a 3-0 and Centennial squad? 
um, Tommy Stewart was a, a Champagne Central coach. Let me start by saying that. So, <laughs> so anyway, yes, um, we got obviously Central has to take care of the, the football. You know, I mean that's the most important. We got to value the ball and we got to get Centennial off the field. They got a high power offense and play good defense and take care of the ball. I think those are the keys. And when you look at Centennial, 3-0 this season, high-powered offense. They can get up and down the field. 33 seems to be the magic number for the Chargers. They've scored 33 points in each of their last two wins. Kyle Jackson, a friend of yours, what do you think he's cooking up for his Chargers, led by standout quarterback Kellen Davis? You know, I think they're going to try to play fast and, you know, try to try to get the score up on, on Central here pretty pretty quick and try to, you know I mean, try to make some big plays. And I think, you know, they, they want to throw the ball. And I know they run it well, but I think they want to get in the air and try to try to get out to an early lead. Looking at key players tonight, just mentioned Kellen Davis, quarterback for Centennial, that can do it all. He's a junior. Also looking at the Chargers, you've got the talents of Jack Barnhart on the defensive side of the ball. Kodiak Pruitt at halfback has had a nice start to this season, taking over for Brandon Harvey, what he did for the Chargers last year. You're perhaps a little more qualified to speak on the Central Maroons. You know a lot of those players. George Rouse leading the charge at yep. quarterback. Yep. Ronald Baker, the touchdown maker in tow. I, I, love, I love that nickname. Uh, he's a great player. Ronald can run the rock. He makes plays. I think he plays defense as well. So he's a two-way player. He's a special kid. And George, I mean, George is just, you know, I mean, he's just smart. He reminds me of Peyton Manning. He's got Peyton Manning work ethic, I like to say. So he works his tail off in the offseason. So um, he's going to hopefully has a good night. And he loves the game. And he's, he's a student of the game. So those are two good players. Hopefully have a good night. And as we come up on the national anthem, we'll sneak in our second break here in just a second. But we're going to see two contrasting styles of play. Centennial, a little more of a pro-style offense. Champaign Central, they run a, an offense that you see more commonly uh, with smaller schools at the high school level, the wing T offense, ground and pound. It, but it's effective. You know, I mean, just, you know, we take care of the ball, have some clock management, and we'll see what happens, baby. It's going to be a lot of fun. Glad you're with us on Light Rock 97.5 as we count you down to the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week. A good one tonight, the battle for Champaign. Central and Centennial ready to go at it at Tommy Stewart Field. Six minutes to kick off. We'll take a break and come back after the National Anthem and take you through the end of the first quarter on 97.5. Stick around. Hi, my name is Isaiah Williams, and I am a football wide receiver, and my competitive advantage is my speed. Businesses across central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media's managed IT for their competitive advantage. Firewall configuration, virus protection, and server management are some of the managed IT solutions Pavlov Media can use to elevate your business. Executives across central Illinois can set up and use managed IT for their business. Head over to pavlovmedia.com B2B to find out more. Want to know what's happening with your money the moment it occurs? Use Prospect Bank to experience the ease and convenience of e-mobile banking. Never miss a bill with scheduled monthly payments. Send, request, or split your money with friends and family easily using Zelle. Receive monthly statements electronically. Digital Wallet is a smart, secure, and easy way to make payments. What do you get by utilizing state-of-the-art banking services? Endless opportunities. We are Prospect Bank. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Here are the final bars of the Star Spangled Banner. 
at midfield. Centennial's pep band doing a great job with the national anthem as they depart the field. We'll get ready to welcome the players as we welcome you back to the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week. Central and Centennial just about four minutes away from the kickoff here as we approach a week four matchup. Joey Wright and Lacante Nix with you. And Lacante, this is a, a game that both teams need. Central maybe a little more than Centennial as uh, Centennial makes its entrance onto the field off to our left. Top players in that line carrying flags, an American flag and a Centennial Chargers flag as well. Centennial certainly doesn't need this one. They're 3-0 and off to a great start. They definitely won it. Central, on the other hand, a 1-2 and start. They've got to pick it up. They've got to play with a sense of urgency tonight. It's a big game, yeah. You know, I mean, you don't want to go 2 and. Two and um, you get one and three in the conference. That's tough. To, you know, what I mean, you gotta get to that magic number and six wins to try to get the playoff eligible. So it's a big one. It's a big one for both teams, but it's a really big one for Champaign Central. Of course, Centennial three and zero, and not not that the Chargers will be complacent at all because this is a rivalry. Lacante, you played in this rivalry back in the '90s when you played at Champaign Central, uh, and, and you and I were talking on the phone. You said this is the game when you come back for Thanksgiving break, when you're in college, or when you're hanging out with your buddies uh, way after high school. You're not talking about classes. You're not talking about your teachers. You're not necessarily talking about any of the other games. You're going back and forth. Uh, hey. We got you guys pretty good at Tommy Stewart Field that night. Oh, definitely, yeah. This game is the, this, this is the one everybody talks about when they come back home. So this one will be remembered, and especially for the seniors, it's big. So, you know, you, both for both teams, you don't want to lose this one. Centennial on the field. We've yet to see the Central Maroons make their entrance. They are on their way off to our right. And we'll welcome them in just a second. First, want to reset things. Full house with us uh, for Light Rock 97.5 and the News Gazette here tonight. I'm Joey Wright. Lacante Nix is just to my left in the press box at Tommy Stewart Field. Ryan Weber is with us. He'll be our statistician tonight. Ryan, a junior at Ridgeview High School, making the trip over to check out our setup tonight. We're glad to have him on board. Excited to have him helping out. Adam Austin. His talents back in our Champagne studio, making sure we're firing off our commercial breaks, and uh, we're still on the air. And if we go off the air, he's got to improv for us and do a little podcast on the fly. So uh, we'll, we'll, I, I, uh, I know we do a great job, but I think he hopes we stay on the air, and he'll make sure that happens. Jason Leggett usually, usually is our producer. He's to Ryan's left, running the video board here at Tommy Stewart Field tonight, and uh, Zach Pyatt, the News Gazette's prep sports editor, will have words on this one in tomorrow's News Gazette as Centennial, or rather Champaign Central, pardon me, makes its way onto the field off to our right, emerging through a tunnel of cheerleaders waving pom-poms. Players out of that tunnel first, then the coaches follow, and the Central Maroons will make their way to the bench across from us in front of what has become a pretty good visiting side turnout and a pretty good crowd below us, Lacante, as the fans file into Tommy Stewart Field. Yeah, they're starting to file in. It's going to be exciting, so if you're not here yet, get here. Or you can just listen to us. So That's right. Be great too. That's right. Stay home. Listen to Light Rock 97.5. Or come out here and uh, fire up the transistor radio, right? And uh, the exactly. old uh, Vince Scully uh, Dodger Stadium trick. Yeah, I think we're we'll going to start doing that for Illinois games, me and my, my friend Al Craig. So go old school. There you go. Big one tomorrow against Penn State. You'll hear that on Light Rock 97.5 as well and our sister station, News Talk 1400. But for now, it's Central and Centennial dominating the airwaves for the next two hours or so. Glad you're on board. Centennial will kick off to Champaign Central, and we're just about to get this one underway as the sun sets. 
beautiful evening for football in Champaign. And Lacante, these final moments leading up to a big rivalry game. What's going through these players' minds right now? And as a coach, how are you calming them down? You know, you know, I mean, just you got to play. You know, you play. You know, do what you've been taught. You know, can't get too emotional. You know, I mean, just this, this is the biggest play because you get all the nerves out off, off the kickoff and kickoff return. So this is a big play for the guys, and I'm, I'm sure they're a little bit nervous. Their family and friends here, so here we go. Centennial has won the last four meetings in this series. Central won the last three prior to that. We'll see what the latest chapter in this rivalry yields as we get ready for kickoff. Centennial set to boot it deep. Two back deep to return for Central. David Riley and Ronald Baker back to return the opening kickoff. Carson Kaiser kicks it deep. It goes to Riley, and we're underway here in Champaign. It's fielded at the 15, returned up the middle, and space up past the 35 and past the 40. A good return, a flag in after the play. That was uh, Kalen Deans, not David Riley on the return. Pardon me, Lacante, but a good return from Deans, and we'll see what the flag yields. Looks like Central's bringing it backwards, though, to kick things off. Looks like it's a holding penalty, maybe. Yeah, that was a great return. It, just, it stinks that um, they got a, got, got a penalty on the play. Good opportunity, good opportunity, pardon me, to introduce this evening's officials. As we welcome you into Tommy Stewart Field, Joe Ewers is the referee, Chuck Mallard the umpire, head linesman Scott Smothers, Randy Demir is the line judge, Kirk Ward is the back judge. Here at Tommy Stewart Field as Central gets ready to start this drive now at their own 25. 11.52 on the clock here, Central running this wing T formation. George Rouse under center, play action, floating one deep, uh, and he overthrows his target, was looking for Brandon Snyder, it's incomplete. Oh, uh, nice little play action pass to get started. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a good call by Tim Turner, trying to, trying to stretch the field and get the charges off guard. 11.48, clock is stopped. We are one play into the game. Champaign Central, a left-to-right drive at its own 25-yard line. Maroons, by the way, in maroon helmets. White jerseys with maroon numbers and white pants with a maroon stripe on the side. All-Navy look for the Chargers. Navy helmets, Navy jerseys, Navy pants, powder blue numbers and stripes on the jerseys. Here's second and ten for Central. Second play from scrimmage. Rouse is under center. And handing it off to the tailback behind him, Ronald Baker looking for space left. Pyle moves him forward, offensive line shoves him forward to the 29. They'll give him the 30, and Lacante that'll set up a third and five. Scoreless first quarter, we are 30 seconds into the game. Nice little iso play for the Maroons. You know, and Ronald, you get Ronald the rock, you got to give him the rock. He can run it hard, so I see where, see where they're going. Third and five, we'll see what the Maroons do. One pass was incomplete. Second play, a run for Baker, went for five yards. Clock runs now down to 11-10 for the first quarter. Rouse under center, Baker behind him. One wide receiver out to the left. A tight end, and now in motion goes Deans, but it's a handoff to Baker. Baker past the 30, brought down to the Centennial sideline, right side of the field, and it'll be fourth down and three from Centennial's own 32-yard line, line to gain the 35. And Lacante, how aggressive will Maroons head coach Tim Turner be here? That's a great stop for Centennial to start. They got to the ball quick. They, um, I think he's going to go. You know, I mean, he's like the Detroit Lions coach. You know, he likes to go for it, so I think he's going. See what happens here on fourth and three. 
Tim Turner looking like he's going to dial this one up. George Rouse, the quarterback, junior, looks to the sideline. Now we'll have a timeout called. And Lacante probably a good timeout taken by Central here as they'll bring the punt unit on. And uh, I think that was just to give them a little more. Maybe did they take a delay again? You know, it was a timeout and was, yeah. a good timeout there, just trying to get the Centennial defense out of sorts. Right. Yeah. Or maybe trying to catch them off guard a little bit, trying to keep their defense out there. Um. But yeah. So I, I think they're going to punt here. I'm not sure, but I think they will punt. And I, you know, like I said earlier in the pregame, that you know, I mean, you want to get Centennial a short field. They score fast and score quick. Kodiak Pruitt at tailback. Look at what Kellen Davis has done at quarterback this season, and he's got a terrific cast of wide receivers. You look at Carson Kaiser, Anthony Caceres, go on down the list. They've got a terrific group. Elliot Cato has had a good season as well as Central does bring the punt unit on. With 10.58 left here in the first quarter, no score. Central's going to punt this one from its own 33, and it's a good snap back to the punter, Jackson LaFerre, and an end over end kick. Crosses the 50-yard line, and they'll mark it off at the 49. No, they'll march it back and mark them off at the uh, 46-yard line here. That punt did not cross midfield. So just 46 yards between Centennial and the end zone as the Chargers get ready to start their first drive. 10.53 on the clock, scoreless first quarter. Chargers coming out, and Lacante, you'd like a bit of a better punt, but still, 46 yards, a good opportunity for Central's defense here to make a stand. And last week, Central's defense played well, so, you know, I mean, this is not their first time in this situation. Kellen Davis out of the shotgun formation, his tailback behind them, but Davis is going to fire a pass here out of the gun, didn't drop back, and a good pass is caught by Carson Kaiser. Kaiser. Has a first down, a reception that goes for 10 yards. Took it to the 36. That was the line to gain. One pass, one first down, 10 yards for Centennial, and the Chargers are moving the chains here. 10.48 left for the first frame. Yeah, nice little quick game, little hitch on, on the outside here. Like I said earlier, I thought, you know, I mean, Kyle wants to throw it, and I'm not surprised by that, that play call there. So now it's Davis out of the gun again. Two wide receivers right, one left, tailback behind him, fullback next to him, and here's Davis. Design run, going to sneak it up the middle, looks for space, cuts back right between the numbers and hash marks on the left side of the field, and has a gain of three yards. Good run from Davis, as Centennial has now gained plays on both of its two plays. Kellen's a big-time multi-sport athlete, good basketball player as well, so you got the, you know he's going to make plays. He's going to be tough to bring down. Great leader as well. We've talked to him plenty at the yeah. News Gazette so far this yeah. season. Does a great job leading his offense, leading his team. He's back out here for a second down and seven. Kodiak Pruitt to his right. Shotgun trips right. Receiver to the left is Kaiser. Play action, and Davis is going to keep it himself. Is driven forward by three Maroons who got into the backfield and took him down from behind. They push him forward for what is a gain of, call that two yards, and it's third and five coming up from the 31-yard line. 9.53 left, and Centennial 31 yards shy of its own end zone. Big play here, big big down for Central and Centennial. I'll be thinking play action pass here. Hopefully you know, hopefully, I'm right, we'll see. <laughs> Looking for our first score here in the ball game. See if it comes on third down and five from Central's 31-yard line. Chargers will show a shotgun look here. Two wide receivers to the right and a five-step drop from Davis who throws it to the flat and Pruitt and Pruitt catches it and has enough momentum to cross past the line to gain, which was the 26 
as he caught it in the flat and took it to the right side of the field. He's wrapped up and brought down at the 22-yard line, and that's a big first down on a third down look, LeConte, as the Chargers' offense continues to look pretty good. Nice little swing pass out in the flat. Nobody, no, no linebacker out in the flat. It's a great call and exe- you know, I mean, great execution. 9-10 for the first quarter. Still no score. Centennial two yards shy of the red zone, and it's a handoff to Pruitt up the middle, and Pruitt straight up the gut right. Hash mark looking for the 15. Everybody converges, and the pile drives him backwards, but it'll go for a good gain for Pruitt, and they'll give him forward progress and the 15. So now the Chargers firmly in the red zone, second and short coming up as the clock ticks down past 8.45 and a scoreless first frame. Conte, as I look at the booth here, we've got our colors covered. I'm wearing blue, you're wearing maroon, so no one can accuse this this broadcast team of any bias. No bias at all. I'm, I'm just here for the, the great game. Here we go on Davis, a second down and four. Bootleg left, looking for a receiver down the field, is going to keep it up past the 15, now looking for the 10 left side of the field. Fumbles it, but he was out of bounds, and they'll mark him out at the 11. And Lacante, that was a gain of four, but Kellen probably ran about 30 yards on that play, took it across the field. Yeah, good defense, good coverage on the back end by Central. You know, I mean, you have any receivers open, so, you know, I mean, Kellen did the right thing, tucking in and running, and Central did a great job rallying to the football. That was a first down at the 11-yard line. First and 10, line to gain the one. So essentially a first and goal here, although Centennial can pick up a first down at the goal line. We'll see how it all plays out. 8.15 left in a scoreless first quarter. Here's Davis sending a man in motion. Play action, and a flag comes in. Should be a false start against the Chargers. Man in yeah, motion. Yeah. Go ahead, Lacante. Yeah, that's, that's, you, know, you don't want to get penalties early. You know, I mean, penalties, penalties can get you in the hole. So you got to be assignment sound. And... But that's the nerves of this game. You know, everybody's so anxious. That false start marches Centennial backward a little bit. First and 15 now from the Chargers, uh, or I should say from the Maroon 16. That's the first flag we've seen not on a kickoff as P.I. Ibaminion goes in motion, and Del- uh, Davis, pardon me, fires a pass on a slant run across the middle. It is caught by Kaiser. Flag is in at the 20-yard line in the backfield, and you would think that would be a hold against the Chargers. I think it's outside. I think he left a little bit early. And they will call that against the Chargers. Second straight. So after we saw three minutes and 45 seconds of mistake-free football, two penalties in a row, march the Chargers backwards. Now it'll be first down and 20 from the Maroons' 21. You never want to go out of the red zone once you're in there. Never, never. You know what I mean? That's the the scoring zone, so it's tough when you start to get penalties. Clock winds past eight minutes. No score. First quarter, Chargers now on the doorstep of the red zone after they were at the 11-yard line. Here's a carry for Pruitt. Right, he's wrapped up and brought down, and now the Maroons' defense is playing with some energy. They caught a couple breaks. Elijah Dorsla in on the stop, and it'll be second down and long for the Chargers here as we approach seven and a half minutes to play, and Centennial Lacante really fired the Maroons up by taking those penalties. Yeah, very nice play by Elijah out there. You know me protecting his gap and playing sign assignment football, so that was a great stop. And, yeah, the penalties put Centennial in a hole, and Central's capitalizing on that as, as of right now. 
Good crowd on hand for the Battle of Champagne, watching Centennial face second and 21 from the 22-yard line. Here's Davis stepping up in the pocket, out of the gun, firing one across the middle to Kaiser on a slant. Kaiser was crossing the middle of the field to the five-yard line. Might have been able to sneak in for a touchdown had he caught it, but that pass off his fingertips was a little high from Davis. Just a little high. Just That's probably the nerves, too, is his really first long throw. And I'm sure he'll settle in here soon. And, that was, that was, you know, he was open. That's a good call. Just a little bit too high. Kaiser also the kicker for the Chargers. Has been really good on his extra points this season. We'll see if they employ him for a field goal if they can't pick this up. It's going to be third and 21 for the Chargers from the Maroons, 22. Clock stopped at 7.08 in the first frame. No score. Shotgun trips left for the Chargers. Pruitt the tailback behind Kellen Davis. Timeout. And as I set that scene... Kyle Jackson calls a timeout, and we'll see if they show the same look in 60 seconds. You know, I, I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Coach Turner's talking about a trick play they might run here and trying to, you know, I mean, nothing gets behind them and just play good sign, sign football. And I'm sure Kyle Jackson and his staff are trying to dial up something to get a to get a touchdown here. So, but it's also two down territory down here too, probably. So you might get a run here. You never or some type of screen pass. You never know. So we'll see. It is essentially third and goal from the 22-yard line. Officially third and 21 from the 22-yard line. So Centennial can pick up a first down if they get it within the one-yard line. Now that I've said that, it'll probably happen, but you'd think those odds are pretty slim. So we'll see how it all plays out. Like I said, I think it's two-down territory for the Chargers. And um, I think he'll call someone to try to get close to a first down and and then run another play. So I think I think they definitely will go for it on fourth. So here we go. 7:08 left in the first quarter. No score. Chargers offense back out on the field. Maroons defense looks like they're going to show a three-man front, and it'll be a similar look for the Chargers as what we saw before the timeout. Three wide receivers left. Anthony Caceres lining up as kind of a tight end there. It'll be a carry for Pruitt. Pruitt bounces it out right up past the. Looking for the 15-yard line. He's brought down at the 16, was undercut by a Maroons defender. A couple of guys were in there. I think Mark Johnson had a role in that tackle. And it'll be fourth down and call it 14 for the Chargers here yep. at the 16-yard line. So call it fourth and 15. And essentially, LeConte here, it's going to be end zone or bust if they elect to uh, keep the offense on the field, and they will. Yeah, end zone or bust for sure. I'm sure Central's, I'm sure Central's coaches are telling them, you know, what I mean, nothing. Keep everything in front, and you know, what I mean, rally the tackle. Davis gets the play call from his head coach Kyle Jackson. Marches his offense back on the field. Fourth and 15, six and a half to play in the first. No score. Trips left out of the shotgun for Centennial as Davis drops back three steps. Steps up in the pocket. Hit as he throws. It is oh, caught man. and looking for the near side pylon and into the end zone is P.I. Ibiminion, touchdown Chargers. A 16-yard pass from Moore to P.I. Ibiminion, and it was in zone or bust. In zone, the answer, Chargers score on fourth down and long. A, a great play called by the by the Chargers coaching staff and Cat Central, you know, we tried to keep everything in front. Kellen made a great play, hit a guy on the out route, took it in. Nice call, nice play by the Chargers. Carson Kaiser in for the extra point. 6-11 left on the scoreboard. 6-0 the score pending the extra point try. Snap a little inside, but the hold good and the kick good from Kaiser, who celebrates with his holder, Braden Daig on the hold. And now 
It is a 7-0 lead for the Chargers, 6-11 left here in the first quarter. And LaConte, that was kind of a meandering drive. Started at the 46, Chargers got it all the way down to the 11, and then had to march it back a ways, and still found a way to get into the end zone. Found a way to score, you know I mean? That's just a backbreaker for Central. But, you know, yeah, it's tough. But, you know I mean? Like, Centennial's been in this spot before, and they were confident and made a play. As a coach here, how do you settle the uh, troops down on the Maroon sideline? No, it's one play, a lot of football left, you know. One play, one game, you know, there's a lot of game left. Settle in, just go out and execute and just have a good drive and run some clock and try to punch it in, try to answer. Kickoff will come with 6-11 left in the first frame. Carson Kaiser, who just knocked in the extra point, will kick it deep. We'll see who's back to return. Kalen Deans was the return man last time along with Ronald Baker. I would think they'll show the same look here. And we'll see what the Maroons can do. Needing a play here, needing a spark. Still plenty of game left. We've not even made it through one-eighth of the action tonight here at Tommy Stewart Field. Joey Wright and LaConte Nix in the broadcast booth with you. Ryan Weber helping us out. Adam Austin back in the studio. Hopefully Central can have another good return like they had the first time and without the penalty. Kaiser sends it to Deans, and it goes over Deans' head and into the end zone for a touchback. And... LeConte, that seemed to be a pretty good decision to let that go. It was a line drive kick just over his head. He probably could have made a play at it, but decided to let it go, and uh, Tim Turner will now not have to worry about uh, sending his defense back out there inside the 10-yard line. That was the right decision to let that ball go in the back of the end zone, a smart play, bring it out to the 20, and let's, let's see if we can get some execute, execution here by Central Maroons. Maroons will start their second drive at their own 20. It'll be an 80-yard drive if they can punch it into the end zone. It starts with six minutes and 11 seconds left in the first quarter. They trail 7-0. Centennial has had one drive on its offensive side of the ball. They just scored moments ago. Wing T offense for the Maroons. Under center is George Rouse. A handoff to Ronald Baker right, and Baker up the right hash has a convoy and a first down as he crosses the 30. They'll spot him at the 30, but it is enough for the first down. Line to gain was the 30, so a 10-yard gain on a first and 10, and that's what the Maroons will take, LaConte. You know, they will take that every time. You know, slow and steady runs the race sometimes, and that's a great call. A little another ISO off to the right, and um, Ronald, the touchdown maker, made a play and got the first down. Central driving left to right away from the student sections, which are lined up between the 15 and 25 yard lines on the left side of the field. Here's a carry for Baker, up the middle, takes a big hit, up the gut, shakes it off, and is brought down again as he carries it straight up on a dive. And they will mark him at the 37 yard line. So a gain of seven on first and 10, second and three coming up. Five and a half minutes to play, Maroons trailing by seven here, first frame of four. Looked like the same play they just ran before, and Ronald put his head in there, put his nose in there, had another great run. I'm expecting some type of play-action pass here, to, you know, play-action pass by the Maroons here. With the Maroons' wing tee, run-based, option-based offense comes running the play clock down. Play clock at 10, game clock at 5 for the first quarter. Maroons in no hurry. George Rouse on a keeper up the middle, very much a quarterback sneak. I see some Maroons appealing that he got the first down on second and three, and they'll give it to him as he took it from the 37 to the 40. I thought Lacante he was well short, but a good second effort from Rouse in the pile. I, I, I think they watched um, the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurst last night. They're the best at that quarterback sneak play, and George executed it to a high level right there. 
George Rouse, in a, kind of a, a, an athletic player, you wouldn't necessarily expect it given his build. He's not a physically imposing presence. He's listed at 6'1", 170 pounds, though kind of a skinnier guy, but still very mobile and very much willing to put himself on the line to make a play for his tough, team. Tough kid, loves the weight room. First down and 10, and Rouse will hand it off to Deans, and Deans carrying it left. Has one yard on a dive on first and 10, second and nine coming up, four minutes and five seconds. Left in the opening stanza here, and the Maroons, so far so good here, LeConte, on drive number two, moving the ball, which they didn't do very well on their first time out. Yep, they're running the ball well and control, controlling that clock, and this is right, this is what the Central wants to do, control the, control the clock and the ball and, and, you know what I mean, and, and get first downs. Second down and eight, Maroons still huddling, Central defense on the field ready to go, Centennial or I should say Centennial's defense on the field ready to go. They are stacking the box. They know to expect run. Not a single defender outside of 10 yards from the line of scrimmage, and Tim Turner and the Maroons didn't like what they saw there on second and eight. They'll call a timeout with 3.32 left in a first quarter in which they trail 7 nothing. Looks like... Looks like the um, running backs didn't know what they were doing. A little confusion in the backfield. Tim had to burn another timeout. I know that eats at him, but you got to, you know what I mean, this is a very important drive for the Central Maroons, so you got to get, get lined up right and, and be able to execute. Central has now used two of its three timeouts here in this first half within the first nine minutes of play. As a coach, LeConte, how do you manage first-half timeouts versus second-half timeouts? Obviously, it's crunch time in the second half, but, I mean, is there kind of a difference in mentality you know, there? I always like to try to save two for, like, two-minute drill, you know what I mean? But it's hard. It's hard. It's hard when you get, you know what I mean, when you're not lined up and you got to burn one right now. You don't like that. But you want to have two two going into the three-minute mark of the, of the second quarter. I think that's the best. That's what I like to do But in most teams, I think. But, you know what I mean, burning timeouts early hurt you, especially when – you could kind of score at the end of the quarter. Tim Turner of the Maroons electing to use one there rather than face a potential penalty or worse, maybe a turnover. Rouse back out on the field under center. Play action, dropping back and passing it into the flat. It is caught in the flat by Artem Pishchuk, and he's up past the 45 down to the 47-yard line. Call it a good pass, first completed pass we've seen from Rouse tonight. And it goes on a little bit of a wheel route that's going to set up a third down and four. Third and three, pardon me. Great um, great pass and catch by George. And um, I can't think of his name. What did you say it was? It was uh, Artem Pysh. Artem Pysh, I believe. Yep. Artem, nice, that's nice catch, nice run. And this is third and manageable. So this is where Central wants. And I'm sure this is two-down territory for Coach Tim Turner in the Maroons. Third and three, Central driving left to right. Just three yards shy of midfield, trailing by seven. Here's Rouse under center. Two running backs behind him, and he'll give it to Baker up the middle. Baker crosses the 50. That's what he needed for a first down. He's brought down just shy of the 45-yard line. Some extracurriculars after the play, ahead of the play. No flag, and that gives the Maroons a first and ten. Exactly what the Maroons are going to do. Ground and pound, baby. And that was a nice job by Ronald Baker getting in there and getting those tough yards and getting the Maroons a first down. Maroons cross midfield for the first time tonight. Comes in the middle of their second drive, trailing 7-0. Now 225 left for the first quarter, and we'll see what the Maroons do here. At now the Centennial 46. Not a question of what formation they'll run, just a question of what they'll do with it. It's, 
Sticking with that wing tee, baby. Rouse under center. Hand off to Baker right. Baker at the right hash is brought down. A tackle perhaps fitting of the WWE. He's brought down by two Chargers. And chief among that group, Jordan Stewart. Had a little help from, I believe that was Kerry Matthews in on the stop with them. Or not Kerry Matthews, Trayvon Hall, pardon me. He's a good plan, staying away from Jack Barnhart. He is a stud, another multiple, multiple sport athlete, and Central's trying to run away from him. That's their, that's their Nick Bosa for the Centennial football team. Jack Barnhart, an imposing presence, all area standout, number 52 in maroon or in uh, blue. Pardon me, don't want to make that mistake too often tonight, <laughs> but he's lined up on the right edge of the defensive line, and a lot of these carries going left for a reason. Play action for Rouse. Rush comes in from the right, and he's looking to throw left, and it's incomplete. He was looking for his man, David Hasenstab. More on Hasenstab as the night goes along. Flag was down in the backfield, and that looks like it'll be a hold against the Maroons. Plus, you know, a tough play there, getting the penalty early, and um, George rolling to his left. That's a tough throw for any player. Moot point now is the flag will back the Maroons up. Wouldn't have counted no matter the outcome of the play, but uh, Lacante, I, I might have liked to see George Rouse carry that, tuck that, and run with it. He had a lot of green in front of him. I thought he was going to do that, and I think David came came open at the last second, but George is not afraid to run it. I thought that's exactly what I thought he was going to do. As I say, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Holding call will back the Maroons up. Second down and long now. First negative play of the drive for the Maroons who had moved the ball pretty well until that point. A minute 18 left in the first. Now second and 18. Maroons trailing 7-0 to the Chargers. Top 10 team in the IHSA 6A class. And here's a high snap for Rouse. Handoff Baker right. Baker looking for the 50. Bounces it outside. Has some space. Cuts back left and gets drilled at the 40. Between the hash marks uh, and the numbers near the sideline. They'll wind the clock. Not quite enough for a first down, but a good carry for Baker will set up third down and four. Yeah, great play to get, the, get get some of those yards back from the penalty. You know, Central don't want to be in the shotgun, but they got in the shotgun there, and it was a great play. Great, great back third and manageable. Under a minute left in the first quarter. Maroons trail 7-0, but driving. They've got the ball in the Centennial 40, moving left to right, and Rouse is going to come out of the shotgun here with Ronald Baker to his left. Four-man front for the Chargers. Two wide receivers oh. left. High snap. Rouse catches it. Busted play. Has to throw oh. it away, and it's intercepted. And Centennial forces the first turnover of the night. And go figure, it's Kellen Davis. In on the interception at the 45-yard line. Flag is down if it stands. Not the way Central wanted to see this drive end. Yeah, that, that's tough. You know, the penalty, I think the penalty hurt him a little bit. And you come out trying to force it, and... You know, George bad, started with the bad snap, and George had to get out of his hands pretty quick. He had a lot of pressure, and, and Chargers ended up making a good play and getting a turnover. Like, like Kellen's, Kellen's a stud. All, he's all over the field. And it'll be a personal foul against Centennial, and that is going to give the Maroons new life. If I'm correct, Lacante, that, uh, will that stick with Central, or...? I think the interception still counts. I think it was after the play. So I think it will be Centennial football, and, and they got a 15-yard penalty tacked on. So Centennial ball is still. Tacked on to the interception, which was from Kellen Davis on a great defensive play. You're right, Lacante. Chargers are on the field now, and Kellen Davis, uh, and I didn't catch who that flag was on, but 
he won't be very happy with his teammate negating some of that progress on what was a good return. But Centennial's second drive now starts at the 29-yard line. And a play action for Davis. Over the middle, it is caught. And keeping it on a hit there is P.I. Ibiminion. Now two catches in a row. Remember, he had that touchdown on the Chargers' last offensive play, and it's a first down for Centennial. Yeah, you know, I'm not surprised by that play call. You know what I mean? Sudden change. They're trying to get the ball in the air and try to strike, strike fast again. Ten seconds left in the first quarter, and that might well be the last play of the first quarter. It will be. Centennial leading 7-0 over the Central Maroons. They'll flip fields and have 58 yards in front of them when we come back from a commercial break and get the second quarter started for you. On Light Rock 97.5, battle for Champagne, a good one so far. Centennial 7, Central nothing, second quarter coming up. Stick around. At Prospect Bank, we have a powerful way to manage your debit cards anytime, anywhere. Select cards within your e-mobile app to turn your card on or off, put lost or stolen cards on lockdown, add your card to the digital wallet, set alerts, add travel plans, and so much more. Visit bankprospect.com forward slash manage cards to learn more about the power in the palm of your hand. We are Prospect Bank, the bank that brings you more opportunities. Member FDIC. Hi, my name is Kayla Burbage. I'm a volleyball outside hitter and my competitive advantage is my power. Businesses across central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media's phones for their competitive advantage. Pavlov Media VoIP phones provide an elite class of communication systems you can use to elevate your business. Businesses anywhere in the United States can set up and use VoIP phones. Head over to pavlovmedia.com B2B to find out more about our phone solutions and bring Pavlov Media VoIP phones to your business. Welcome back to Tommy Stewart Field in Champaign, Illinois. Got you back just in time for the start of the second quarter. Centennial has the ball and a 7-0 lead, and they're at their own 42-yard line, now driving left to right. Kellen Davis going to start this quarter out of the shotgun, two wide receivers to each side, running back behind him, and a quick bubble screen out to the right. It is caught, and looking for the 50, and getting it is Jacoby Posey. Not quite enough for a first down, but close. Second and third call it two coming up from midfield another good call you know i mean nice little screen I mean, screen pass and get up there and try to get some tough yards nice play by jacoby posey gives the chargers what is a second down and two pardon me at midfield so now 50 yards even right in front of the chargers trying to score for the second time tonight their first drive a 46 yard drive that was capped off with a pi ibiminian touchdown and here's Davis, claps his hands, gets the snap out of the gun, three-step drop, winds up a deep ball down the field, overthrows everybody to the five-yard line. Was looking to connect with Carson Kaiser, and it's incomplete. You know, I mean, he's going for the, the home run shot there. It was a great, great, great thought, but Central with great coverage on the, on the back end of that play, and, you know, I mean, here we go. This is, this is a big this is a big-time series for the Central defense. Third down and three coming up. Lacante, that was a great ball. If he just took a little bit off of it, that might go for a touchdown. Got a, got a strong arm, I can tell you that. <laughs> See what the Chargers do here now. Third and three from midfield. 7-0 lead, 11-11 left in the second quarter. Three-man front, make that a four-man front for the Chargers, or for the Maroons defense, I should say. Pass out to Kaiser on a screen out to the left. He's wrapped up and brought down. The Maroons defense wins that battle. 
Kaiser caught it on a screen out to the 50-yard line to the left side of the field, and the only problem with that, Lacante, is there was no one in front of him to block for him. Yeah, you know, quick play, nice play by the central defense. Centennial's in their no-huddle huddle offense now, so trying to get something quick and get a quick first down. He gained one yard, so it's fourth down and one from the 49. Callan Davis on the hard count trying to get the Maroons to jump. They don't bite, and Kyle Jackson calls a timeout. A great sound defense by, by Champaign Central watching that football. The guys up front did a great job there, and I'm sure Kyle's cooking up something here. See what the play call is on what will be after the timeout, a fourth and one, 10.38 left in the second quarter. If you're just joining us, Centennial is in the midst of its second drive. Their first drive went for a touchdown, a 46-yard drive. P.I. Ibiminian capped it with a 16-yard pass from Davis. And the Chargers lead 7-0. I'm Joey Wright, Lacante Nix to my left in the booth. Yeah, I'm interested to see what, uh, what Kyle's going to do here. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm expecting Central to bring some pressure and try to try to get get the ball back here. And we'll see if Centennial does. You know what I mean? I'm thinking screen pass. They might run it here. They hit the swing pass earlier. So, you know what I mean? They got their playbook is wide open. and so, But I expect pressure from Champaign Central right now. Big fourth and one coming here from the 49-yard line. Centennial with a 7-0 lead, flanking the action on the field. A great showing from Centennial's student section and fans and Central's student section and fans. Great night for football, beautiful forecast at Tommy Stewart Field. Here's fourth and one just past midfield. Centennial's offense is on the field. Handoff, Kodiak Pruitt up the middle. He's got more than enough for a first down, carrying it up the left hash with a convoy past the 45. Great safe call by Champagne Centennial, hard, tough run there, and Central just couldn't get there. Valiant effort. Now Central's defense will have to stay on the field and try and make another play as Centennial starts to drive. 10-20 for the first uh, half here. I think Centennial's getting that, that no-huddle offense and, and, and trying to um, push the pace a little bit here. Davis out of the gun again, as he's been so often tonight. Two wide receivers left. Kodiak Pruitt behind him, and here is a carry up the middle. No space for the ball carrier. Not Pruitt, pardon me. Wrapped up and brought down that time the ball carrier, Trayvon Hall. First carry, I believe, we've seen from Hall tonight. And Central's defense, Lacante, has looked good in spurts. They just haven't been able to get off the field. Yeah, they're playing, they're playing hard, and they're getting to the football. Just, you know I mean? Just a couple little mistakes, but... They're rallying to the football. They're doing fine. They're doing great. Second down and 10 for the Chargers. Their offense has looked just as good as the Maroons' defense has, stepping up in clutch plays. And so far, small sample size, but finishing drives. Shotgun four wide, two to each side for Davis. Hall is behind him. He will fire a quick pass out of the pocket to Carson Kaiser. Left sideline, and Kaiser up past the chains. Line to gain was the 35. He's up past it. And it's caught, and uh, the uh, Chargers move the chains again. Centennial's been killing Central with that, that little 10-yard hitch all night. And, you know, I mean, maybe Central needs to um, bring those corners down a little bit and try to take that away. But um, they're going to take that all day and night long with that kind of cushion that Central's giving them, and they're going to run hitches all night. Chargers now at the 34-yard line of the Maroons, and they're 34. Kodiak Pruitt is back in as the halfback, lined up to the left of Davis. Shotgun trips right. Play action, pass over the middle is dropped by Kaiser on a slant. Nice little, nice little play action pass there. Ball just a little bit low in. 
Second down here. Conte looks like Centennial's having a lot more success in their passing game, throwing into the sidelines. That yeah. connection across the middle of the field just hasn't quite been there yet tonight. And I, and I thought coming into the game, they, they'll try to throw it, throw it around a lot. I know they like to throw it, and I'm not surprised by the, by the outcome of them coming out throwing the ball as much as they have. And, you know, they completed some big ones and, and, and missed a couple. Second down and 10 coming up for the Chargers from the Maroons' 34-yard line. 9-13 to play in the first half. They lead 7-0, and here's a keeper, a power run up the middle for Davis, and his legs taken out from underneath him. Flag comes in on the far sideline. If it stands, it'll be a gain of about two. Artem Pyshuk was in on the stop. Another good play by the Central Maroons, trying to bend and not break, and I don't know what the penalty is, but it was away from the football. Oh, it was a sideline warning on the coaching staff, so I'm sure Kyle's going to get fired up about that. I see him down there yelling, get back, get back. So that's, you know, I mean, that's the worst flag in football, I think, to get back. You know I mean? I hate, to, I hate it to be the get back, Coach. That's the worst job you can have. <laughs> coach is never very happy with you, right, when no, you're I'll trying never, to pull him back? Never. I think a ref ran it to me one time, and I, I, heard, I heard that. I heard about that one night. <laughs> Luckily for the Chargers, just a warning, and it's third down and nine. From the 34-yard line, and nearly a sack. Davis gets rid of it, throws to no man's land, was looking for Pruitt just to get the ball away. Did a great job of avoiding a sack from Dawson Caldwell, but that'll set up fourth down and a likely... Well, I don't know. I'm not going to speak on that, uh, LeConte, because they have a few options here. I think they're going to go. And a nice play. That's a nice play by Central, but Kellen, you know, he's athletic and tough, and, you know, I mean, he just, you know, I mean, made something out of nothing there, and... You know, live to fight another day, but this is a big down for both for both teams here. You know, I mean, Central can get some momentum if they get a stop here, and Centennial can gain a lot more momentum if they convert. Fourth and nine for the Chargers, 8.43 left for the half. They lead 7-0. Carson Kaiser's on to punt. We'll see if it's a fake or if there's any trickery involved here. Oh. A little movement on the line, no flag. Kaiser's able to get a high end over and punt off, and it bounces, and it rolls, oh, wow. and it's down at the one. Nice punt, down on the one. What a great decision by Kyle in the Chargers to, to punt that football and pin the Maroons down on their one-yard line. Carson Kaiser, one of the best kickers in the area, knew exactly, and, and punter for that matter, knew exactly what to do on that punt. And Kodiak Pruitt and a convoy getting down for the Chargers to down it at the one. So now 8.34 left in the first half. Maroons down 7-0. The score not so insurmountable, but a long drive in front of them here probably seems impossible. 99 yards 99 between them and the end 90, zone. 99, 99 yards is always tough, but I'm sure Central was glad that they punted there. And this game, you know, like it's, you know, I'm not surprised what the score is because I knew it was going to be close. Tight formation for everybody here. Maroon's offense rarely runs out of the shotgun, and they won't here. Mm -hmm. And this will be another timeout called. By the Maroons, their final of the half. That's what I'm saying. That's just because we're not lined, we're not lined up correctly and burning timeouts. I'm sure that's frustrates Coach Turner and the staff and burning another timeout. And now their backs are against the wall. Central has used all of its first half timeouts. 8:34 left for the half. And that's tough. And Centennial only has one left, for that matter. Right. 8.34 left in the first half in which Centennial leads 7-0. If you're just joining us, Central has the ball facing this 7-0 deficit. Uh, the deficit doesn't seem so bad 
Right. 99 yards between them, them and the end zone seems a little worse. Yeah, right, right. You know, Central's just trying to get, you know I mean, just trying to move it out of the end zone there. They're trying to flip that field. And I'm sure Kyle was thinking, yeah, we just play the field, the field position game here, try to try to get a stop here and get it, get it on our side of the 50. And that's why they put in that football. And let's see what Central can do here to try to try to get some yards. 99 yards. They'll try to drive it right to left toward the student sections, both of them here at Tommy Stewart Field. 8.34 for the first half. Tight formation for everybody. Everybody everybody lined up within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage on the Centennial defensive side and a carry up the middle for Baker. Or for Rouse, pardon me, on a keeper. Goes for a gain of two. Not, you know, I mean, every every coach, every level will run that, that quarterback sneak when they're down on the one yard line like that. So that's not a surprising call. So they will mark, and that's Jack Barnhart in on the stop. They'll mark him off at the two-yard line. So now 98 yards to go for the Maroons. Eight minutes even left here, a running first clock, a running first half clock. See what the Maroons dial up here on second and nine. Rouse under center, Baker behind him. Everybody in tight. And a handoff for Baker. Baker mm -hmm. fighting for space, looking for the right hash. He's got it. Trying to get out of damage. It's a good little run. I think they, I think it's what it'll be third and about six or seven. You know, just trying to give give them some room. They can call a play. It's just tough when you get down here on the one. That 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 playbook gets shorter and shorter. Short gain there for Baker. We'll call it third down and seven. Tough Lacante when everybody's in such yeah, you know, close proximity. Bring, it, yeah, bring everybody in and expect ex expect some kind of stunt blitz from Centennial trying to get this safety in. But, you know, I mean, let's see what Central does here. Third down and seven. Here's Central backed up in its own end zone. Carry up the middle. Baker, a nice gain. He got close. Yeah, got to the nine. Great save call. You know, I mean, they you got a little breathing room now. I'm I'm interested to see what Coach Coach Turner will do here. I'm expecting the punt, and we'll see what happens. But you gave the punter a little bit of room, so that was that was good. It's hard, you know. I mean, like I said, Centennial was playing the, the field position game, and it, it worked out to their favor. Maroons got within two yards of that first down. Needed the 11, got it to the nine. Punt unit is on. And barring a fake, which seems unlikely, the Maroons will punt it here. Six and a half, two play, and that punt nearly oh, blocked, it was, and it's it was, shanked. It was tipped. It was blocked. It was shanked, and you got a tip and can get it off. And the, the punt earlier paid off for Centennial, and they got great, great field position here on, on first down. Let's see what happens. So kudos to that punter. Nice job. Did a nice job of buying himself some space, but not much. Centennial's going to start this drive at the central five-yard line with 6.23 left in the first half and a 7-0 lead. Central's defense is going to have to step up and make a play here, LaConte. They're going to have to. And goal line defense at the time, they, you know, I'm sure they're thinking about some of the plays Centennial called earlier. And we'll see what happens. Kellen Davis lining up for the Chargers, their quarterback. Lined up in the shotgun formation. He's got Trayvon Hall and Kodiak Pruitt to either side of him. Three wide receivers, two to the right, but he's going to keep it himself up the middle, gets a block, and he's into the end zone for a Charger touchdown. You know, a little quarterback power there. Nice call by Kyle Jackson in the Chargers, and you know, he just walks in untouched. So great job by Kellen in the Chargers. Waltzed into the end zone, 13-0 the score, 6-18 left to play in the half. 
Carson Kaiser in for the extra point. Kaiser's been very good on his extra points this season. His holder, Kerry Matthews. And Kaiser, who will be, oh, it's a botched snap, and Matthews lit up, and the Chargers are going to go backwards as the Maroons march them backwards. So not a Kaiser mistake there. Tough hold, and it comes back to bite the Chargers. A good start. You know, I mean, Central needs anything that can anything positive just to get that sideline going, and they got to stop. They stopped that extra point there, so a little bit of momentum, and we'll see what happens out of the, off this kickoff return in this drive for Central. But Centennial's playing some tough defense and playing very well. Tough snap, too. Don't want to put that all on Kerry Matthews. Just not a very good uh, job of executing there from the Chargers' extra point unit, and they will be forced to start this next drive up just 13-0 against the Maroons. I'm sure he's going to come down and get some snaps right now on the sideline. <laughs> better better work it out for uh, the next time they score or if they're needed for ha- perhaps for a uh, short field goal here at the end of this game. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm sure he'll get it figured out. 6-18 left for the first half, 13-0 the score. Centennial leading Champaign Central at Tommy Stewart Field. Beautiful night for football in central Illinois. I'm Joey Wright, Lacante Nix to my left in the booth. Ryan Weber helping us out here. Appreciate his help tonight. And Adam Austin back in our Champaign studio. Zach Pyatt is here, the News Gazette's new prep sports editor. Covering this game, he'll have words in tomorrow's News Gazette and hoping to grab him in halftime for a quick interview. Yeah, beautiful night out here, guys. It's beautiful. You couldn't ask for a better night for a football game, and especially a rival game like this. Fans have really filed in on both sides, especially the student sections. We've got a good view of central student section. The bleacher bums are numerous, filling up almost a 10-yard section of the stands there, almost all of it. David Hosenstab in on the return for the Maroons, and he crosses the 35, and he's brought down. A great return by David Hosenstab, another multi-sport athlete. They coached him in basketball. He's just a workhorse, and um, that's a nice return. David's father, Jeff Hosenstab. It's a rare opportunity for Jeff to coach his team. He's a coach for Centennial and often uh, favors watching his son play. You can't fault him, but uh, tonight has the opportunity to do both, has an opportunity to coach for the Chargers and watch David play, and David with a nice return there. Now David will come out and line up as a uh, receiver here. Uh, yeah, Coach Hottenstaff, one of the best football minds I've ever been around. He's very good, and and uh, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate. You know, I mean, it's unfortunate because the coach gets his kid. I'm sure he's it's a little bitter, bittersweet feelings right now for him. Talked to David earlier this week. They said uh, they haven't been really talking much around the dinner table this week, a friendly rivalry. As this drive starts with a Ronald Baker rush to the right, was pitched back to Baker, and Baker forced out of bounds at the sideline. Tough carry there to start the drive. It goes for a loss of two yards for the Maroons. So now it's second down and 12. Clock runs past six minutes. It's down to 540 for the first half. Maroons offense at its own 35-yard line. Oh, this is huge. This is huge for Central here. Centennial with a great stop there. They're playing hard and rallying to the ball. Their defense is very good. I'll stay away from Jack Barnhart if I was Champagne Central because he's a wrecking ball. Barnhart defensive end lined up on the left side of the line as we look at it. High snap for Rouse, and Rouse forced to evacuate to the right. Under duress, flag down to the backfield. Low pass for Hasenstab. It is incomplete, and we'll see what the flag is in the backfield. You'd think holding. I think it's a hold on Central. It's a tough play, and it's a great throw by George there. 
not what the Maroons wanted. Down 13-0. They'll replay second down and back way up. So this drive in two plays has gone nothing but backwards, Lacante. Not what the Maroons need. Not with the, yeah, you know, especially with the, with the clock running down with the five-minute mark. And, you know, this is, a big, this is a big play here for Champaign Central. Clock temporarily stops at 5-16. 13 ball game. Chargers on the good end of that over the Maroons. Maroons looking to flip the script here, but the Chargers defense has had the answers so far. See what happens on what will be second and 21 from the 25-yard line. So 75 yards right to left between the Maroons and the end zone. High snap for Rouse. Handoff to Baker. Baker running left. Baker bounces it outside, looking for the sideline. Takes one hit and knocked out of bounds at the 35-yard line, a gain of 10. It's better than nothing on second and 21. Sets up about a third and 10 here for the Maroons as the clock runs to five minutes. Or it stops, get, pardon me. Yeah, you ain't got to get it back all in all in one play, so that's, that's a good, nice, safe call there. And, you know, I, mean, I know that I know George wish that, our center, that center can get it back a little faster. You know I mean? I think the shotguns is not something they really want to be in, and slowing, they're not used to it. It's slowing their offense down a little bit. But they, they got half of it back. Let's see if they can come up with us. Nice play by Ronald Baker. They'll officially give him the 34. So now it's third down and 12 for the Maroons, needing a score, trailing by two scores. 5.09 left for the half. Under center is George Rouse. Rouse, a little misdirection, and it's a handoff to Artem Pyshuk. He's had a nice game so far. He stays on his feet, has a first down in front of his own sideline, and rooted out of bounds at the 50. Well, nice counter play there. Big play by Central getting that first down and getting a little bit of momentum. That's a nice call. Pishuk, a nice catch, a uh, nice rush there, as I should say. It was a fake, an option for Ronald Baker, and Rouse deciding to hand it off to Artem instead, and has enough for a first down right at midfield. So a right-to-left drive now starting to look good for the Maroons. They've got 50 yards between them and the end zone, trailing by two touchdowns early. 4.59 left for the first half, and they'll show an uh, I-form look here. Two wide receivers left for Rouse. No, he's out of the shotgun, pardon me. Misread that, but Baker gets the carry left. Up past the 50, now brought backwards, and he'll gain one yard as he was looking to the near side on the Chargers' sideline. Couldn't get there. Two Chargers came in to bring him down. He had a little misdirection play. I think we got about, I think Central got about two yards maybe, if that, and Centennial did a great job rallying to the football there and pulling him down. So Baker gains one yard. To the 49 go the Maroons. Maroons really milking the clock here. Not a lot of urgency from their offense. 4.20 and ticking. 13-0 ball game. Two wide receivers right. And here's a snap oh. to Rouse. Fumble, balls loose. It was a botched handoff. Rouse was looking for Ronald Baker the third. Couldn't connect with him. Artem Pishuk is there to fall on the fumble. But it goes for a loss. Of yeah, four yards. Look like they're trying to run that counter play again out of the shotgun and ball with the snap. That's tough. And the ball hits the ground. And luckily, Central got the ball back. So they are backed up now, back across midfield to the 47 yard line. They need to get to the Chargers 40, but they're at their own 47. So it's a third down and 13. 333 left in the half. Two-score game, huge play here on third and 13, and a flag comes in, a false start. That's what it looks like, yes. 
not what the doctor ordered for the Maroons. And Centennial's defense continues, as I said earlier, to have the answers, Leconte. They've looked very good so far, and they get some help there from a false start. No, yeah. that'll be encroachment against the Chargers. Okay, well, that's, 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 I was going to say, you know what I mean? Man. Central keeps shooting themselves in the foot with these penalties at that difficult time to get them. And luckily get that call on Centennial there. As I sing the Chargers' praises, <laughs> yeah. that one does not favor the Chargers. And uh, we'll see what the Maroons do here on a first down and uh, or a third down and eight just across midfield at the 48. Hard count. Another one. I think that was on Central right there. I think it's outside on Central. Yep. And how deflating is that, Laconte? You know, so you, you, just, you just drew him off, and then you jump offside yourself on a false start. You give it right back. You know what I mean? That's frustrating. So it will be, we think, third and 13, barring another penalty here. The clock is running at three minutes, 13-0 game. Maroons trailing and needing a score here as they approach the halftime locker room. And Pishuk's going to get the carry right on a misdirection, and he's got all the avenues closed off in front of him as the Chargers, the sea of blue, cuts him off at the 45-yard line. He's brought down for a loss of two on third and 13, and... Almost a certain punt coming here from the Maroons with two and a half minutes left in the half. Yeah, you, you want to flip the field here. You don't want you want Centennial to take all that two, two and a half minutes to use that clock to try to score. Great great job right there by the Centennial defense rallying to the football and, and, and tackling, getting that tackle for a loss. So now fourth down and 15 for the Maroons. We'll see what they do. Rouse in the offense on the field here. A quick kick not out of the realm of possibility nor is a timeout from Centennial, and they will take their final yeah. timeout of the half. Yeah, I mean, smart smart decision by Kyle and, and the Centennial staff to you know, try to figure out what they're doing. I think they're respecting punt and get, make sure they got the right defense out there and lined up and ready to go. And, and so we'll see. And that's, that's big for the two-minute drill, running that timeout. So. so we'll see what happens here. So if Central does go for this and Centennial snuffs it out, that gives Centennial the ball, you'd figure, around midfield-ish, depending on how the play transpires. They wouldn't have it anywhere behind their own 40. Right. And you know, if I was a bed man, I would I, I would say Central would punt this mm -hmm. and uh, and try to pin them down and down and make them have a long drive with no timeouts left in, in two minutes. Down two scores, that seems to be the smart play, the, the conservative play certainly, but I right. think that makes complete sense. Although Rouse and Baker back on the field, and again, you don't eliminate the quick kick possibility, but uh, as they show it, Rouse is only lined up about five yards behind his center. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what they do. Two wide receivers to each side. Here's Rouse on fourth down and 15 from midfield. High snap, Rouse dropping back, going to throw it, looking oh, for Hasenstab, and he overthrew him to the 30-yard line. It is incomplete and a turnover on downs with two minutes and three seconds left in the half. That's going to give Centennial the ball in central territory at the 45-yard line. Yeah, you know what I mean, Centennial, you know, that, that worked out for Centennial. Couldn't have worked out better. They got, they, you know what I mean, two minutes and two-minute drill here, and they, they are on the other side of the 50-yard line. So, you know, you don't really need your timeouts now. Get some quick catches. They've been killing Central with hitches and catch it, get out of bounds, and try to milk some milk some clock and try to punch it in right before the half. 
So now Centennial takes over. Two minutes and three seconds left here in the half. They've got the ball in plus territory at the 45-yard line. Davis rolls right, throws over the middle. It is caught by Ibaminion, and it's stripped, and Fumble. Centennial loses oh, it, and Central has it. Let's see. It is Central's football. Hasenstab recovers. What a big play. What a big play by Central right there. Sudden change. Nice play by David Hasenstab recovering that fumble. I think he stripped it as well. So what a nice play for Central and, and a big play by Central. Ibaminion down, his helmet he's off. Okay. We will hope he's okay. Took a shot there. Hasenstab got in and a great football play from Hasenstab. Nothing malicious. Uh, just as Ibaminion oh, fell, took a couple shots there. Just hate to see that. These kids are out here playing playing their hearts out and playing for their schools, and the last thing you want to see is somebody down injured. And Dominion now getting up, and he'll walk off. Kyle oh, Jackson, that, his coach, oh, that, that's good walks to see. off with him, and he looked to be in some degree of pain there, but he's up under his own power and walking to the sideline, so that oh, is a good sight. That's, that's, that's good to see. I'm glad he's walking off on his own power, and hopefully he'll be able to come back in and play. He's had a great game so far. Caught a touchdown earlier, one of Centennial's two scores. He's played really well. Definitely a weapon for the Centennial Chargers. And on that play, Lacante, he was just a victim of a great play, as I said, from Hasenstab and the defense. Just they, they I mean, saw an opening. He wasn't quite like, carrying the ball uh, I mean, he, close to his body, and it was just ripped out. That's that's the perfect example of a coach's son right there. Hazy stepping up and making a play, going for the football and not going for the tackles. He knows, he knows the situation. He knows the situation in the game. He knows Central needed the ball back. New life for the Maroons. Rouse, bootleg right on the first play. Winds it up, throws it deep. It is oh, tipped and broken up. Uh, what a play from Davis, the quarterback, helping wow. his own cause. What a play by Kellen Davis right there. He potentially broke up a touchdown. Like, he's all over. The, he's, no, he's been the MVP tonight. He's been all over. So, what a nice play to break up that pass. Great throw by George Rouse there. He had him. But Rouse. the defense made a better play. Rouse, pardon me, on the first play of the drive, a bootleg right, wound up and chucked it deep to Artem Pishuk, and it was tipped and broken up. A terrific play by Kellen Davis. QB and CB and the cornerback in him. Right. Preventing a touchdown. And now second down and 10. Clock stopped at a minute 46 left for the half. Empty backfield for the Maroons. First time we've seen this tonight. They trail by 13. And Baker looking right on a screen, and that's he's the intended target from Rouse. Rouse was rolling out right and just couldn't connect. And good job with George getting rid of that. You don't want to take a sack there or, or, or have a turnover. So it's a nice play by the quarterback just getting it out of his hands and, 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 and throwing it out of bounds. Minute 40, stopped clock for the half. So this is one of those timeouts that you don't have come back to haunt you on both ends. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Neither side has any timeouts left. Central is on its own 32-yard line, trying to move it right to left here. And it's third down and 10. See if they elect to continue to be aggressive and look for the end zone or run it to run some clock. Here's Rouse, another high snap. He's going to run it. Looking left, crosses the 35, and he's knocked down at the 30. Call that the 38-yard line is where they spot him. He's about five yards shy of the line to gain. So third and five coming up for the Maroons here, still in their own territory. Minute 20 for the half, a 13-0 game that Centennial leads. I think Tim Turner's going to go for this, Lacante, though, with how aggressive he's been. I think he is, too. Like I said earlier, he's like the Detroit Lions coach. He's not afraid to go for it from his, on his own 10 or definitely not from his 35. So I'm sure he's going for it, and I mean, 
Fourth and five coming up. I say, though, the play clock's at nine seconds. Game clock's at 56 seconds for the half. They've got to hurry. Now they address the line. And Rouse out of the backfield with Baker and a false start. And jumping on that one was Kalen Deans. Look like the punt unit's coming on, and like the penalties have, have hurt Central all night and just shooting themselves in the foot. You know, it's fourth and five, now it's fourth and ten, now you got to bring on the punting unit. And so the punt unit will come on with 48 and a half seconds left here in the first frame. First half, I should say, to clarify. 13-0 is Centennial's lead. They'll get one more chance at having the ball, assuming all goes well on this punt. Jackson LaFerre in on the punt. 48 and a half seconds left. He'll send this deep from his own 32 on fourth and 10. Nice snap. Good snap and good, a decent hey, punt hey, end great, over great end. Great punt by Jackson LaFay there. Really good and kicked it out of bounds. Nice job by the punter. Great execution by Central. Let's see what Centennial draws up for the end of the end of the half. I would expect some type of trickery right here, maybe a halfback pass, maybe a, a hitch and go, something like that. And I'm sure Central will be in their cover four. You know what I mean? Knocking everything down in front of, not knocking everything down in front of them. You don't want, you not want to give up a touchdown before the half. And I think I'm pretty sure Centennial gets the ball out at halftime, after the half. So you don't want to give up a touchdown to give up all the momentum. Central needs a stop because to that point, Lacante, it could be a 14-point swing here if Centennial can find the end zone in the next 41 seconds and double up with the score out of the half. Right. So you, this is this is a big 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 40. One seconds for Central. Centennial starting at its own 37, leading 13-0 with 40 seconds left in the first half and a flag. And that is a false start, big for Central, not good for Centennial. They'll march it back five yards, now to their own 32, trying to move the ball left to right. They are about 15, 10, 15 yards to our left. So we stand at the 45-yard line, left side of the field as we look at it. Central's bleachers across from us, Centennial's bleachers below us. Both fan bases here in even numbers. Home oh, game yeah. for Centennial. Shotgun look here for the Chargers. Kodiak Pruitt to the right of Kellen Davis, and Pruitt will get the carry up the middle. Solid game, but nothing special. Got back to the line, a five-yard gain, and that might do it for the first half. We'll see. Centennial yeah, well, just being smart, don't want to turn it over and have that clock on their side, and then they know they get it at, at the half. So just being smart, just going to run out this clock and just run the football. Well, as we say that, now they're going to attempt to pass, and it's bobbled in P.I. Ibaminian back into the game. Great to see, but he can't connect with that pass uh, out in the flat. Stop the clock. Let's see what Centennial does here now. Third down. And third down and call it nine. Clock okay. stopped at 20 seconds here. Centennial at its own 38. So not an insignificant number of yards between them and the end zone as they try to build a two-score lead going into the halftime locker room, and they get the ball out of the half. So we'll see what happens here. Conservative defensive approach from Central here. They've got three defensive backs at the 50-yard line. A little bit of a prevent look here. As Davis drops back, surveys his options. Pocket wow. collapses. He's in trouble. Chucks it to Kodiak Pruitt. Incomplete. Fourth down. What's Centennial do here? Do they punt it and, and play defense? I'm assuming they will. 
with great stop. You know, I mean, Kellen just keeps plays alive. He just, you know, he's he's great at that. He was looking for Kodiak Pruitt there on the right side of the field on what became kind of a wheel route in front of his own bench. Now the punt unit on. Carson Kaiser is going to send this one deep, back deep to return. Kalon Deans, number 38 in white, or is that Ronald Baker? I can't. I think that's Ronald that's Baker. Baker back there at the 30. It's hard to tell with the lights in the jerseys. 28 versus 38, but it is Ronald Baker the third, who scored last year in this rivalry. Here's a punt from Kaiser, almost blocked, oh, yeah, high end over end punt. Let's see what Baker does. Baker's going to field it at the 26-yard line. He's Looks dangerous. for space, and he's out uh, of bounds so with two seconds left. Ronald's a dangerous returner. And um, they did a good job of rallying and getting him out of bounds. So Central's defense holds on a centennial drive that all told lasted about 44 seconds. If it had lasted two seconds longer, we're at halftime. But now Central's going to have one play for the end zone from its own 35-yard line, down 13 Laconte, we've seen Tim Turner and the Maroons be aggressive. What do they do here, in mean, zone or bust? I, 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 you know, I think they run in here. I just, you know, I mean, you don't want to, you know, I mean, end up throwing in a turnover and Centennial runs it back in for a touchdown. I think you'd be conservative here. They played a decent half defensively, and you hope, hope we get a three and out when they come out and just take it in for halftime. Yep. And they will kneel it. A topsy turvy first half, one that felt like it should have yielded more than 13 combined points. But Centennial on the right end of that as they take it to the halftime locker room, leading 13-0. They'll get the ball out of the halftime break in about 20 minutes. So we'll see what the Chargers can do with that. But Laconte all told a good first half. I think both teams will take it, but Centennial has the upper hand. Yeah, you know, Centennial made a big, a big play on that 4 for 15. Easily could be 7-0, and they made a big play at the in the first quarter. And, you know, Central can't be down about this. They got some big stops, and it's still anybody's football game. So we'll see what the second half looks like, and I'm sure Coach is going to make some adjustments, and I'm looking forward to an entertaining second half. Second half will begin. We've got some time here at halftime. They put 20 minutes on the board for the halftime uh, show here as the Centennial Marching Band gets set to take the field. A little more pomp and circumstance around the Central-Centennial rivalry. We'll sneak in the first of two breaks here shortly, hoping to get Zach Pyatt, the new News Gazette Prep Sports Editor, on with us for his thoughts on that first half. But we'll take a quick break and come back for more analysis and break down what we saw in the first half. Centennial leading 13-0, 19 minutes and 15 seconds on the board for halftime. Stick around. The battle for Champagne is on Light Rock 97.5. No, 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 no. At Pavlov Media, we love to say no. No lags, no hidden fees, no data caps, no contracts, no installation fees. Light up your life with Pavlov Media's fiber optic internet so you can say no to inadequate internet. Pavlov Media Fiber Internet, now available in Farmer City, Muhammad, Monticello, Savoy, and many others. Visit pavlovmedia.com backslash getfiber. That's P-A-V-L-O-V-M-E-D-I-A.com slash G-E-T-F-I-B-E-R. Want to know what's happening with your money the moment it occurs? Use Prospect Bank to experience the ease and convenience of e-mobile banking. Never miss a bill with scheduled monthly payments. Send, request, or split your money with friends and family easily using Zelle. Receive monthly statements electronically. Digital Wallet is a smart, secure, and easy way to make payments. What do you get by utilizing state-of-the-art banking services? Endless opportunities. We are Prospect Bank. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. 
Welcome back to Light Rock 97.5 and the News Gazette's coverage of high school football. The battle for Champaign, 13-0, Centennial leading Champaign Central at the halftime break. I'm Joey Wright. Lacante Nix is with us in the booth. Lacante, real quick, we'll get to this game in a second, but uh, for our listeners that don't know, you're over at Normal Community now. Yeah, over at Normal, doing some good work over there. You know what I mean? It's, you know, I didn't want to, it was a last-minute decision, and um, I, I'm really good friends with the principal over there, the assistant principal, and he recruited me, and I, and I decided to make the move. One of the uh, one of the great schools, not only in the Big 12 Conference, but uh, in central Illinois. They do a great job with everything over there at Normal Community, athletically or otherwise. And I bring that up. I want to get in one score. We'll get in a couple of more scores yeah. as we uh, move through the half. But our friends at Clutch Sports Media tell us they're actually broadcasting this game. You can see it on ciproud.com, uh, Normal Community in Peoria. The big uh, showdown in the Big 12 Conference tonight, two high-powered offenses, and that game's going a little bit differently than this one is. Normal Community's up 42-22, to 22, and they are still 31 seconds from halftime yeah, over there in that's, uh, in Normal. That's not that's not surprising. Um, <laughs> Normal's got a good football team. I'm definitely rooting for the Ironmen tonight, and um, keep it going. See what the Ironmen do, uh, led by Jason Drenglitz. Does a great job over there. Tim Thornton. And the Peoria Lions uh, also does a great job. Took a tour Banna last week, 92 Whoa. to nothing, and uh, most recently the the 5A runner-ups last year. So that's a, a Lions run, team that knows how to win. Runs, runs a great football program. Tim's very good, and you know his teams are always tough to beat. And I'm kind of surprised by that score, but normal normal's got a good chance of going very deep in the playoffs, and they play good football. But and I, you know what I mean this loss won't loss or win won't hurt. Port Peoria either. They'll be ready to go when the playoff times come around. Those two teams will definitely be in the playoffs and be, mm -hmm. be tough outs for, for most teams. Absolutely. It's tough to win games in the Big 12 Conference. That's maybe the game in the conference tonight outside of the Big Central Centennial rivalry. And looking at this game, still about 15 minutes, uh, call it 16 minutes if you round up here in the halftime show. Centennial's marching band is on the field going through their program, doing a great job oh, right below they're us. Fabulous. They, they're doing a great job. It looks like a, some Pirates of the Caribbean theme or something. They're doing a great job. I know that, you know, I, I would have to do a little more research on this, but Pirates seems to be kind of the theme of the season, or maybe they've they've just been building things for this particular show, but I covered the Chargers opener wow. against Urbana. I was down on the uh, visiting sideline, and I think I saw that pirate ship they've got at the 50-yard line oh, under nice. construction. So I, I don't know if they've trotted it out you know, every show or, or what have you, but doing a great job. Uh, Hopefully um, Jack, Johnny Depp doesn't jump out of there, so you never know. <laughs> it is very Pirates of the Caribbean-esque, right? Uh, Halftime here, 13 nothing. if you're just joining us. Centennial leading Champaign Central. And Lacante is, I said, going to break. Feels like we should have more than 13 combined points, but that's where we're at. Both teams have done a decent job of moving the ball, but it's been, uh, by and large, Centennial with the answers tonight, getting that defense off the field and capping off two drives with scores. Admittedly, one of them was only from five yards out, but nevertheless. Yeah, the defense, both defenses have played good football, and, you know, like I said, one for that 4 for 15 play. You know, I mean, this game will be totally different, and uh, both defenses are playing great, and Central's moved the ball, and they just shot themselves in the foot a little bit with some turnovers and some penalties. And, you know, I mean, that was my keys to the game earlier. You take care of the football in the second half, you're going to give yourself a chance to get back in this thing. Ryan Weber, junior at uh, Ridgeview High School, helping us out with statistics tonight, doing a great job, uh, wants to pursue a career in broadcasting. We're happy to have him along for the ride tonight. and He's uh, done us the, the favor of tracking drives, looking at what Centennial's done so far, five drives, two of them have ended in touchdowns. 
Two of them have ended in punts. One of them ended in a fumble. And for Central, they have had six drives so far in this one. Three of them have ended in punts. One of them a turnover on downs. Another on an interception, and their sixth drive stalled out. Uh, if you could call it a drive, it was one play for uh, two seconds there right before halftime. So in essence, five drives for both teams, and uh, only two touchdowns, as we said, Centennial having the upper hand. Right, yeah. And like I said, it's big coming out of this half. I'm, I'm sure Kyle Jackson is telling his troops to we need to come out and, and score this next three, this next three four minutes of this football game to tell the story. And Champaign Central's coach Tim Turner is telling us we need a three and out. So I'm sure those those conversations are going on right now, and you know what I mean, and I'm sure both teams think they're you know what I mean you can pull it out. 13 nothing our score at halftime. Centennial leading Champaign Central. 13 minutes on the board for the halftime performance portion of the halftime program. Yeah, I'm sure and we'll then, get the uh, dance team out here as well. Dance team's coming. We're excited to see them. 13 minutes left for performances and then three minutes for warm-ups, so about 15, 16 minutes away from action. Lacante, well, real quick, before we sneak in another break, take us inside the locker room. Uh, I know everyone talks about halftime adjustments, and now you're starting to see people say, well, halftime adjustments are overrated. You don't Definitely really overrated. You, you don't really adjust much. You don't, you don't do a lot in the locker room. You know, you make sure the kids have some Gatorade and get some fruit in them and, you know I mean, maybe talk about some schemes or a play you want to run and talk about your defense. But it's not a lot of X's and O's going in most locker rooms, like Peyton Manning said. You know I mean? He said it best. You know what I mean? It's like people think we go into the locker room and do this and do that and try to come up with a new play. They're not doing anything they haven't practiced. So, you know I mean? I'm sure they're talking about trying to screw some nuts and bolts and – you know what I mean? I, I just, it won't be much changes, and I'm sure the kids are getting some Gatorade and getting some fruit in them. They're going to come out and have a good first half. Like I said, the coaches are probably saying, you know what I mean, trying to be more motivational, more positive than trying to draw up something to try to change, change the schemes that they had this week. They did that in practice. That was probably the invention of some optimistic fans, right? Uh, hey, we just need to adjust this at halftime, right? right. It's it's exactly. it's much easier said than done. Okay. We just need to tweak this a little, and we're fine, right? Yeah, like everybody knows football, right? You know. Yep. Right. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. You know what I mean? It's like like I said earlier, Peyton Manning. You know, you gotta listen to Peyton, what Peyton Manning says, even though I'm not a Colts fan, but he's <laughs> definitely right about that. Go Jags. Well, I remember, uh, I tell you, just kind of based on when I really started following the NFL, our listeners might not like this. I, I, I almost remember Peyton Manning as a, as a Bronco. Oh, yeah, you're, you're a young pup. Yeah, they kind of write that age. Of course, I remember him as a Colt, too, but, uh, yeah, but yeah. Some, win a lot of games in Denver yeah, in a he, Super Bowl. Yeah, he was very famous talking about those those um, those, those um, halftime adjustments. It ain't very many, so he's right on that. And as a coach, I, you know, I've, I've been in the locker room plenty of times, and not a lot of adjustments. You're just trying to. It's trying to fix some stuff and some nuts and bolts and, you know what I mean, try to be motivational saying that, you know, the next three next three minutes are probably the most important of this football game. Right on. Ten minutes left in the halftime performance portion of the halftime break and three minutes for warm-ups. We'll sneak in another break. Zach Pyant's in the booth with us, and we'll get his thoughts on the first half. The News Gazette's prep sports editor will have a story on this one tomorrow. We'll see what he has seen from the sidelines. When we come back, you're listening to Light Rock 97.5, Centennial 13, Champaign Central still scoreless at halftime. At Prospect Bank, we have a powerful way to manage your debit cards anytime, anywhere. Select cards within your e-mobile app to turn your card on or off, put lost or stolen cards on lockdown, add your card to the digital wallet, set alerts, add travel plans, and so much more. Visit bankprospect.com forward slash manage cards to learn more about the power in the palm of your hand. We are Prospect Bank, the bank that brings you more opportunities. Member FDIC. 
Hi, my name is Kayla Burbage. I'm a volleyball outside hitter and my competitive advantage is my power. Businesses across central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media's managed IT for their competitive advantage. Firewall configuration, virus protection, and server management are some of the managed IT solutions Pavlov Media can use to elevate your business. Executives across central Illinois can set up and use managed IT for their business. Head over to pavlovmedia.com b2b to find out more about our managed IT solutions and bring Pavlov Media's managed IT to your business. Welcome back to Tommy Stewart Field in Champaign, Illinois. It's the battle for Champaign and Centennial leading Champaign Central 13-0 at halftime. Nine minutes left for performances, then a three-minute warm-up will follow. Centennial's dance team is on the field right now doing a great job at the 50-yard line. Their Chargers ahead 13-0. Joey Wright in the booth. Lacante Nix, my color analyst tonight, has graciously seated his headset to the News Gazette's prep sports editor, Zach Pyatt, who is roaming the sidelines. We'll have a story on this game in print and online, and uh, that'll run in tomorrow's News Gazette. And Zach, a 13-0 halftime score, Centennial leading. What have you seen from the sidelines out there? You know, so far I've seen some confidence on both sides. Uh, haven't had a chance to get over to Central side yet, but I can just see it in their body language. You can see it in the crowd, too, the, just the volume. Every little thing that goes right uh, for the Maroons, they're, they're getting loud, they're, they're getting pumped up. Um, over on the Chargers side, they're, they're still staying confident, um, even though it, it, it just kind of feels like they also felt, hey, we should probably be up by more right now, but we're just not. You, you get that sense, but you also get the sense that they're, they're shaking that off um, uh, and they're, and they're going to come out hot uh, to start the second half. Who do you think has the edge as the second half gets going? Because I, I, I feel like, uh, in my estimation, that was kind of an even first half, not necessarily in how these teams were matched up, but, I mean, what we saw at the start of that half was kind of how it ended. It didn't seem like either yeah. side really gained a lot of momentum as halftime drew near. Yeah, I would definitely say that's an accurate assessment. Um, one thing that I notice is, you know, Central is Central's defense is doing a very good job of limiting um, – uh, limiting Centennial's chances. Uh, same thing on the offensive side. Uh, the Maroons are moving the ball all right. They're getting some first downs here and there to keep the clock rolling. We know they like to run the football to keep that clock moving. They're doing that. They're doing it fairly successfully for the most part. And uh, and that is keeping the Chargers off the football field. Uh, but the only problem is a couple of those chances that Centennial has gotten They've just been too good to stop for that central defense. I mean, you give them a short field on your first punt inside the 50-yard line, and uh, like Lacante uh, hinted at earlier, that fourth and 15, I mean, that, that's a tough play to convert, and they did it. So props to them for scoring that first touchdown. But then after that, you have to punt again from your own two-yard line, and, and you shank it, and, and they've, got, they've got first and goal from the five-yard line to start their drive. I mean, that's another tough one to stop. And how good for Centennial has Kellen Davis been tonight? Two touchdowns, an interception on the defensive side of the ball. He's broken up some passes as well. You had a great story on him and George Rouse, Central's quarterback, that ran in today's News Gazette. Would implore all of our listeners to check that out when you get a chance. Uh, Rouse not playing bad, but his friend Kellen kind of having the, the better right. game so far, I'd say. Yeah, and I think the one thing that's put him over the top right now is the fact that he did intercept his friend on the defensive yeah. side. Um, I looked up, saw that uh, the ball landed in, in the hands of, uh, of that uh, blue number five, and I said, my goodness, of course, it, it had to be him, right? Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, on the offensive side, 
Um, you know, Kellen's, Kellen's day could could have been even better, or that first half could have been even better. He's had a couple of dropped passes uh, so far. A um, couple of couple of times when he he probably should have just went down, but tried to make make a little bit more out of a play and scramble and maybe lost one or two yards. But you know what? He, like you mentioned, he is having a really solid uh, first half. Um, certainly has the edge on George right now. Got about nine minutes left in our halftime break. Centennial, a 13-0 leader over the champaign Central Maroons. It's a home game for Centennial, but that doesn't mean much outside of the coin toss. Both no. these teams uh, evenly matched. They brought good crowds. And, Zach, this is your first Central Centennial experience. This is only the second game you've covered for us this fall, but what's your takeaway from this atmosphere here tonight? Well, one, the big thing is just the comparison from this week to last week. Mm -hmm. Is You know, last week it was a Central home game against Springfield Lanphier, and, you know, the, the opposing... Uh, opposing stands were all but empty for the most part. Uh, not a lot of travelers for Lamphier, but, but there was a pretty good crowd here for Central. And so I was expecting, you know what, crosstown rivalry, this is the home field for both teams. I was expecting that crowd for Central to be even bigger and then and then for Centennial to bring a, a similar size, maybe even bigger than that. And and I, I would definitely say that's been the case, and I'd, I've heard it. All night, the student sections are huge. I love that, being a previous student section leader myself in high school. Um, and, it was, yeah, this is uh, it's definitely been a really fun atmosphere. It's been a lot of fun. It's it's like for you, that Adam Silver meme, but it's get ready to learn Champagne Central, buddy, <laughs> yes, because sir. you've seen them the last two weeks, and they're our Light Rock 97.5 game of the week next week, too against Urbana. But, Zach, looking forward to reading your coverage in tomorrow's News Gazette. Shoot, me too. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Excited to see that tomorrow in print and online. And uh, that's Zach Pyatt, the News Gazette's brand-new prep sports editor. Want to have him hand the phone real quick to uh, Ryan Weber. I say phone, it's a headset. But uh, Ryan is joining us here in the booth. Appreciate that, Zach. And uh, Ryan, as I've alluded to, Keeping stats for us tonight, uh, charting drives, I guess, is the better way to phrase it. Ryan, a junior at Ridgeview High School, so he's seen a lot of good football from the Ridgeview-Lexington Mustangs in seasons past. And, Ryan, first and foremost, thanks for making the trip over here. Oh, that, thank you, guys. I've I've been having a great time out here in this first half. You know, you, you get – you go, go small school where we are. You know, you get – you see good games, but you don't see stuff like this with – Big teams, big schools, big rivalries like they have here, and it's awesome. It's a, it's a different animal here. As I was remarking, Centennial, the largest school in the News Gazette's coverage area, about, I want to say, 1,500 strong. Someone can uh, fact-check me on that, but it's in that ballpark. And, uh, Ryan, of course, you're here. Uh, I know you've uh, uh, interacted with Mike Hale on a couple of occasions there in the Gibson right. City area. You guys have bumped into each other, and uh, he tells me you're interested in pursuing a career in, in broadcasting. Just take oh, us inside yeah. that. Well, you know, when, as a kid, real little, like every every young kid is like, oh, I want to be a, a professional athlete or something, something like that. As I slowly grew, I realized, you know, I'm not athletic enough for any of that. I wish <laughs> I was, but that's not unfortunately how I am. So, but I still wanted to go into sports, and sports is a real interest of mine. So I thought, you know, what else can you do with sports? You got coaching, you got referees. Everybody does. No one likes referees. No one wants to be a referee. Oh, man. But um, and then I thought, oh wait, broadcasting. You know, they sure. they are they people like them. If they, if you do a good job, at least, which 
you you have so far today. I appreciate so far. I so probably far. have to keep well, it up you in know, the second we gotta half. Keep, we got to see in the second half. You <laughs> sure, know? sure. But um, can't get complacent, right? Right. But um, <laughs> it's been it's something like you know I thought hey this seems like a fun thing to do this seems like something when people do it they enjoy it and I feel like I could do a good job in it if I pursued it and that's what I've gone into what I plan to go into uh, further on down the line. Well, doing great so far here at halftime. Um, and don't sell yourself short. You said as you slowly grew, you're taller than I am. You're still only a junior at Ridgeview, so uh, we'll maybe see. some success coming on the on the hardwood here in the next couple of seasons. Well, let's hope, you know. Sure, sure. Still some time left here. Right. you got about two years. Uh, Ryan, one more for you here as we approach the second half. Centennial leading Champaign Central 13-0 here at Tommy Stewart Field. Uh, just want to get your quick thoughts on this one. You've charted drives for us, as I said, uh, Functionally, five drives for both teams. Central had a six drive in there that took two seconds to halftime. But a 13-0 ball game, what, what's your takeaways here? Uh, well, for one thing, I think this game, you can you can say it's 13-0. This game could easily be tied, maybe Central, keep it close. And I think the fact that they have been able to run their offense, keep the Centennial offense, which has looked good when they have the ball, they just haven't got the ball enough to really punish Central on the offensive end. And one additional thing is the fact that each team is just struggling with penalties. They've got six penalties, I believe, for Centennial, five for Central. And if you're going to keep committing penalties through the second half, that's going to come back to bite you at some point late in the game. And you have to think that both coaches are trying to shore that up and keep their team's discipline as they go into the second half. We'll see if Central can move the ball a little better when the second half commences. We've got about three minutes until that happens. Ryan Weber joining us at halftime here in the press box at Tommy Stewart Field. Ryan, you're always welcome to come out and uh, hang out with us here in the broadcast booth. Appreciate you hopping on and, and helping out tonight. Oh, thank you, guys. I'm, like I said, having a great time. Looking forward to maybe coming back later on this year. Absolutely. Happy to have you out here. We'll sneak in the final break of halftime and come back for the second half. On Light Rock 97.5, it's the News Gazette and Light Rock High School football game of the week. 13-0, Centennial leads Champaign Central. We'll see if they can build on that after this. Stick around. Hi, my name is Isaiah Williams. I am a football wide receiver, and my competitive advantage is my speed. Businesses across central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media phones for their competitive advantage. Pavlov Media VoIP phones provide an elite class of communication systems you can use to elevate your business. Businesses anywhere in the United States can set up and use VoIP phones. Head over to pavlovmedia.com B2B to find out more. Want to know what's happening with your money the moment it occurs? Use Prospect Bank to experience the ease and convenience of e-mobile banking. Never miss a bill with scheduled monthly payments. Send, request, or split your money with friends and family easily using Zelle. Receive monthly statements electronically. Digital Wallet is a smart, secure, and easy way to make payments. What do you get by utilizing state-of-the-art banking services? Endless opportunities. We are Prospect Bank. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. 